Testing. And uh, good morning. It's so quiet here. Um, at this bed and breakfast in Jasper, Georgia. Um, I'm sitting here right now just uh, in one of these Adirondack chairs uh, in the backyard of this. Uh, this is a working cattle and horse ranch where we're staying um it's run by this wife uh the, the, the this uh, man and woman i guess their husband and wife um it's nice the only drawback i guess is that it's right next to the uh highway but that's not bad it's it's kind of like you've got civilization on one side and then the other side is just straight pasture and rolling mountains and everything that you can see out of so and um we're staying in the house um there's like two bedrooms in the house and um it's very strange to think that the people who are staying in the bedroom next to us they booked their room at the exact same time that i did because i wanted their room um (laughs) Because it had a uh, it had a king size bed in it, and there's two of us, and the next room over, the one that we ended up staying in, has two twin beds that are on separate sides, um, of a uh, of a nightstand, kind of like I Love Lucy, like in the first couple of seasons where they both set, uh, they they slept in separate beds. I know they all slept in separate beds back in the uh, 1940s and 50s. When all those shows were made. I think there was like an old rule. Where you never could portray a couple in bed together. So one of them always had like. Had to have a foot on the floor. Or something like that. Um, but yeah back to it. So yeah the, the, the people who were staying in the room next to us. Booked at the same time online that I did. And uh. It's very strange to think that. And uh, I got a call. Uh from this place, from the woman who runs it a couple of hours after I booked, saying that since they had booked on the, um, on the place's actual website and I booked through a reservation service, um, that they had to have preference. So, (laughs) but, uh, very odd. I mean, I, I don't really mind it. I mean, it's a, it's a great place. And, um, we were so tired last night that we didn't really care what bed we went into. We, we had a very long day of driving and, uh, it's only about three and a half hours here. Um, what makes the trip kind of so, uh, long is the fact that it's, uh, you, you have to get off of the inner, you only spend about an hour on the interstate and then everything else is going through back roads and through the country and taking, um, different turns and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've never had a trip where I had to take so many different turns to get where I was going. Um, and also, we, we hit long patches where we didn't have any service, so the GPS wouldn't update, and it was kind of um, tough at times. 
But um, nevertheless, yeah, I actually considered my, you know, bringing a physical map like an atlas um, yesterday. Um, I was looking at one. I was over at my parents' house, and my mom had one. She offered to uh, let me borrow it. I said, no, 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 Mom. <laughs> We're in the 21st century. We have uh, GPSs now. And of course, it just don't account for the fact that if you're in a place with no service, unless you print out the map ahead of time or you have it saved to your phone, um, they can sometimes be faulty. But we made it, you know, nevertheless. We would go through about, you know, 30 minutes of just isolation, two-lane highways, um, and then come out on the uh, other end where there was a freeway, plenty of service, and everything just looked the same. You know, all the franchises were repeating. There were, you know, Jack's Restaurants, Hardee's, McDonald's, and... Everything just started to look like home again, you know? <laughs> and, of course, I don't know, I guess when you start seeing all these restaurants, um, you know, together again, and you see, like, Best Buys and all that, you know that you have service, so. Um, I have a small mission this morning when we leave here, though, when we check out. Um, there's a uh, street right down the road, uh called Mockingbird Lane, and uh, I told Jessica um, that I just have to drive down it for, you know, just one quick second just to see if uh, there's a 1313 by chance, and she had no idea what I was talking about because she never watched The Munsters, but uh, growing up, that was one of my favorite shows to watch in uh, syndication, so I have to see if there's a 1313 Mockingbird Lane. It's just down the road. It won't take, like, two minutes to do, but, you know. It's kind of cold today. It's uh, There's definitely some uh, breeze blowing across the prairie. <laughs> um, it was, uh, we, we came out here last night when we got home um, from going around the town to Jasper, and, uh, you know, uh, had to wear like, uh, jackets. Very strange for a, uh, July 4th holiday, but I guess, um, I guess what's going on is that, um, there's two hurricanes. There's like one in the Gulf or there's like a tropical storm in the Gulf and there's a hurricane blowing around the east, uh, the eastern seaboard. And I guess all those winds are coming in and converging and making this, unseasonably chilly weekend happen. It's still hot, you know, in the middle of the day, but um, we're going camping tonight, and it's supposed to be in the 60s. It's going to be just great camping weather, kind of like the kind that you get in late September, you know, in all of October. Um, just this perfectly, it's not like hot, it's not cold, it's just, um, I don't know, it's fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope it doesn't get like too cold because I didn't pack a sweater. I just have a I have a rain jacket, you know. But um, yeah, I was saying I'm actually sitting next to the cowboy cabin, which is the house that we're staying in was built in uh, the 1880s, and the cowboy cabin, which I almost rented out, um, was built around the same time. 
and it's just this uh, very primitive. It, it's not wired for electricity or anything. It's 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 two Coleman lanterns that you basically have for light. Um, no place to charge a cell phone or anything, and it's got this uh, wood burning chimney in it. Um, and it just uh, it looks like the roof. Uh, I mean, it's definitely gone through some restorations over the years. The roof is tin, which is probably not what it originally was. Um, but yeah, it sits right next to the stables, and it just looks out over the meadow. Um, but, um, I, I didn't book it, because I know we're going camping tonight, and, um, you know, tonight we just kind of wanted to stay in air conditioning, (laughs) and, uh, you know, we didn't really want to deal with that much primitiveness, is that how you, primitivity? (laughs) I don't know. Um, until tonight, but we peeked in it last night when we were walking around, and I think there's actually two people staying in it, but, uh, it just, it looks really cool, it's, uh, I mean, it's just this very small one-room cabin with a twin bed in it, um, a little table, you know, the fireplace, of course, and they actually take pets, we were gonna stay in it, um, if we decided to bring our dog along, but we ultimately decided against it just because we, uh, you know, we're going to go to a state park today and we didn't really want to be restricted by having the dog around because she's not really, she's not very spry. She's not one of these dogs that can just kind of run and run and uh, doesn't phase her. Poor Anna. <laughs> so, you know. But it's 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 not nice. It's I mean it's very nice. It's um sitting out here just having my coffee. And uh in about an hour they're going to serve breakfast. Um My breakfast uh it's being made. I I came down this morning and uh there was this woman kind of scrambling around the kitchen trying to prepare breakfast for about 9 or 10 people who were staying here. I think there's us, there's another kind of younger couple. And there's a family staying here. Um, I think that's the owner of the place walking around in a big cowboy hat, (laughs) kind of plaid shirt. I think that's him. Um, that was the only, uh, bad review that this place got when we were looking at it is that the, uh, owner seems to be kind of drunk all the time. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it was that this week. He, He seems to be walking fairly well this morning. I'm not sure. Yeah, I uh I came down this morning and um this woman uh I don't she uh it's not uh, the woman who owns the place along with that guy over there her husband. Um it's somebody I think they've hired to kind of cook breakfast and do all of the uh you know busy work around the bed and breakfast while they run the ranch. So but she said she was pretty nice yesterday. Her name's Rita. Uh, this morning she didn't really have a lot of time to be cordial because she was running around so much. I, I came down and asked her, um, there was some coffee brewing, and I asked her if that coffee was up for grabs, and she kind of gave me a little bit of um, an annoyed, besmirked uh, kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, it's almost done, it's almost done. <laughs> and I just uh, kind of, okay, so I, I went into the living room and just waited around for a few minutes, and waited for uh you know the brewing sound you know the 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 drip to in the coffee you know to stop you know to for to stop making that 
you know, kind of sound. And uh, then I, I went in there and um, she said, coffee's ready. And she was kind of preparing the coffee. And I was like, oh, I, I just take it black, thanks. I was just kind of trying to make conversation so there wasn't dead air. And I was like, so so do you live here also? And uh, she's like, me? I'm like, yeah. Um, do you just live on the grounds or anything? And she's like, oh, no, honey. I live an hour away. And I was like, oh, boy. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm only here early because somebody didn't, I'm not going to say who, but somebody didn't want to make a, wake up and make breakfast for you this morning. So, like, there's only two other people who she could be talking about. <laughs> so, uh, the owners. <laughs> so that was nice to kind of get into that little bit of 74 Ranch, uh, you know, gossip spreading. <laughs> Looking backstage, you know very strange i've never stayed at a bed and breakfast before these these little places that are um almost always privately run all of the uh bread and bed and breakfast we uh, looked at online were all privately run by people and uh by families and couples and everything it's these people that you know they're it's on land where they run other businesses and this is just another way of making income i guess and yeah, it's just very strange to, uh, you know, stay in a place that is, uh, you know, not run by like a, a company or a corporation or anything. And um, they have to do all the work themselves, you know, run the business while they run their other business. Uh, like here, you know, the bed and breakfast is only a small piece of what they do. I mean, they, they have to run you know, cows and horses and everything. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure it's tough. I mean, I, I, I give, I give that to them, but for, for the job, I mean, they do a pretty good job. Last night we got in and it just, we didn't really spend a whole lot of time last year. We, last night here, we were, we were in and they offered to, you know, uh, they had some kind of a 4th of July barbecue going, for $10 a piece, and we decided not to do that just because we, um, you know, didn't want to eat the meat, but at the same time, it's really funny, um, all of the meat that they were serving was actually raised on this ranch, which to me is actually, maybe that's a little bit more ethical than eating, uh, you know, processed, um, you know, public, I don't know, Walmart meat, I'm not sure, (laughs) um, to eat meat on the same ranch on the same piece of land where it was killed <laughs> may have uh, a little bit more honor to it. I'm not sure. So, um, uh, but yeah, we last night we got in and we walked around the land. We walked past the you know cattle and horses. We walked down to the fishing pond and we really walked to the end of the land. And it was a nice long like 20 minute walk. Um, and then we got back and decided to go into town to find something to eat, thinking that this may be like a very quaint kind of small town with a lot of small private businesses and just like this one, run by families and nice restaurants where you, where you could get, you know, a nice bean burrito and, I don't know, 
maybe go somewhere and get a slice of pie and a cup of coffee, but there's really no place like that. This is uh, just kind of one of those towns that's very, uh, has all these practical businesses, has the same chain restaurants as everyone else, and, uh, you know, so it was kind of disappointing in a way, but at the same time, when I was about to turn around and head back and go to our only really decent uh, restaurant option that was open at 9 o'clock at night on, uh, you know, July 4th, um, which was Little Caesars, <laughs> we, uh, Jessica asked me to keep driving a couple of miles more down the road, and we ended up finding this uh, carnival that was being put on for the weekend, one of these just traveling carnivals. We saw these rides uh, kind of over the hills. Um, we saw the Ferris wheel and, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's like on a roller coaster car, but it's not a roller coaster. All it does is just go in a loop over and over again called the Ring of Fire, you know. So, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we decided, of course, we were going to stop and do that. That was really the only decent thing to do uh, in the town uh, last night so late. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay, no, I have enough. <laughs> you want to enter <laughs> that John Deere tractor and drive that home down the interstate? Let's look at it. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a golf cart. Yeah, sorry. That's nice, though. We could use that at work, actually. We just broke one of our golf carts because we kept on taking it up a really rocky road. Red Mountain Park. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. What does it say over here? Yeah, you gotta you gotta like enter a raffle. Oh. It's probably like a dollar. I don't have any money. I don't have any cash. Where are we right now? No, I'm asking you, like, uh, the fair. Like, not what part of the fair. But. Oh, I don't, I don't well, I just told people what to do. What is this? It's called something park. All right. We're in Jasper, Georgia. It's uh, July 4th. What is it? What park is this? It's July 4th. No, I know it's oh. July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I think Memorial Park. Something like that. And they're having, uh... Some kind of a um, July 4th expo. I think it's like Lincoln Memorial Park. Lincoln Memorial Park. Okay, there you go. All right. And uh, there's an Italian ice booth. Do you like Italian ice? Every now and then. Yeah. Oh, there's one of those uh, things where you strap them in. It's like a trampoline bungee jump type deal. Where just the kids look kind of abused for five seconds for fun. Oh. Where you can buy those poppers. Oh! <laughs> Thank you. He just threw one right at you. <laughs> You're going to stand for that? Well, I mean, what am I going to do? He's like two years old. <laughs> yeah. You should do to him what his parents don't. <laughs> hey, kid. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's an adult. Now I'm uh, pick you up and see if you explode on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not an adult, actually. It's like a 14-year-old kid being strapped to that harness, oh, yeah. bungee jump type trampoline thing. Well, and I mean, does it say oh. that it has to be for you know? Uh-huh. Do you want to do that? No, thank you. The weird thing is, yeah, I never see anyone over six uh, being strapped to one of those things. There's live music over there. Yeah. There's security. Run out of the trailer. Sheriff Mobile Command. I know, they take cash, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm assuming everything here, like, takes cash, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we have to go to the ATM, yeah. so. All right. I think I may actually have some cash in my yeah, purse. Thanks. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love you. Let me see. Yeah. That's good. That's real good. Yeah. Oh. That was nice. <laughs> I have eleven dollars in This kid just uh, threw a cup at the trash can and it didn't go in, and he just like didn't bend down to get it back in. Model behavior. You're gonna get some lemonade? Okay. Yeah, we're at this, uh, we're staying right down the road outside of Jasper, Georgia at a bed and breakfast. And uh, decided to come down the road here and just came upon all these like cool rides, a Ferris wheel, one of those rocking back and forth uh, starships that they have at these fairs. This is crazy, I was just talking about a place like this. <laughs> Um, on my show a couple weeks ago, um, Oak Mountain Middle School used to have one of these in their parking lot every year in the spring, and now they're having one here, just very randomly, one of these expos out in the middle of the country in Georgia somewhere. There's one of those, like, um, they put everybody on this, like, platform in seats, and it just rolls up and down like a Ferris wheel, but it's kind of a lot more aggressive. And, um, of course, there's the Ferris wheel. We've got to have uh, cash for everything. Jessica has a few dollars, but uh, we may have to go to the ATM. We're trying to decide if it's worth it. There's a guy dressed up as Batman over there, but his cape is an American flag. (laughs) Very patriotic. (laughs) <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> Sorry, that was Jessica giving me like a stop recording. <laughs> Look, Batman's dancing around with that guy. Yeah, that's great. Now those teenagers over there on the trampoline bungee jump are kind of doing some tricks, flipping up and down. Did you get yourself a lemonade? Yeah. It's huge. I know it is a big 
bulging cup of lemonade here. I don't know if bulging really applies in this situation. I am, uh, I am hungry, though. That's how this whole thing started. We were trying to find a place to eat, and all we were seeing are, like, fast food joints. I know. So we went from heaven to find... like, like, um... Are your corn dogs vegan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Sweet home Alabama. We're not in Alabama anymore. We're not supposed to hear this song. I know. We're not. I swear to God, you can't go on vacation and not hear Sweet Home Alabama. Like, At least gone in the South. Go. Everywhere I've gone. Like, every time I go to New York, I hear this fucking song. Really? They're supposed to play, like, uh, Georgia on my mind. What? Georgia on my mind. Why don't they play that song? Man. Oh, because it doesn't have a guitar solo. That's right. You know why. Because it's written by a... Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Oh, no, there's Lynn Memorial Park. Yeah. What? Lynn? Lynn? I think so. So this is kind of a weird site, though. Like, uh, I lied again. Okay. Lee Newton Memorial Park. Lee Newton. Okay. Now that we know where we are. See the like the people though. They didn't go crazy at the opening guitar riff of the song, like they do in Alabama. You can't even hear like the first. I don't know, like first five through twenty-five seconds of this song because people are too busy flipping their shit. And here, everybody just kind of seems to be, like, milling around. Yeah. Not really excited about it. They're like, okay, whatever. I know. I know. No one's from Alabama here. Yeah. Um, there is a gentleman who is dancing. I know. That's what I was about to comment on. This is kind of an interesting sight. The, the band is up there playing, and then there's just this one random guy up there. Smoking a cigarette and doing the chicken dance. Long with golf shorts. I know. With his, with his, I'm guessing those are his grandkids I doing know. like Bee Gees disco moves. And, uh, <laughs> I, are, they, are they part of the band? I don't know. It's cool. Did you see the water tower over here? It looks like a Six Flags prop at like the mine train. But, uh, that's kind of neat. Okay. <laughs> you gonna take a picture of me. <laughs> the Piggins County Sheriff. I guess this is Piggins County. Where? It's... Do you want a big uh, I- popcorn cone? Do I want what? Uh, I don't know. I thought that that, that all that. That big bag of popcorn was on a cone, like a like ice cream. I think that's, that's kettle corn, maybe. Oh, is it kettle corn? Yeah. Well, I know. Aren't popcorn and kettle corn one and the same? Well, I guess technical. Well, yeah, yeah. They're just made differently. Well, yeah, kettle corn's made in the kettle. Popcorn's made in the popper. Coke or root beer float, five dollars. Oh, 
Oh, look at that. They're playing cornhole. Did you ever play that? It's kind of like a big uh, tailgating game now. Yeah. Yeah. Deep fried Oreos. Everything here is fried. This is insane. So what did you decide about the rides? Did you want to ride? I, I really don't know if I trust uh, that thing, that the coaster that just goes in a loop over and over again. That seems kind of... I don't get your meaning. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if I'm ready to bless America with my hoo-hoo. <laughs> I have to bleep that out. I do, I do kind of want to ride the Ferris wheel. I think that'll be kind of cool. What do you think about the Ferris wheel? That's because I've been watching Carnival. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. Carnival. So wait, it scared you from riding the Ferris wheel, or? Well, it should, but it just made me want to ride the Ferris wheel even more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Barbecue sandwich. Deep fried Oreos. Red velvet. There must be, like, all these vendors are competing to sell you deep fried Oreos. I've never heard of those before. Oh, God. I, I've literally cool. never heard of a deep fried Oreo before. Fair, like it was big news that they were just like deep frying everything that could possibly oh, yeah. be deep fried. Um, but I that was back in like 2007. Remember that show, uh, Andy Richter controls the universe, where he works at um, an advertising agency or something. I know what you're talking about, but I never got to see that show. Well, yeah, there was an episode where they had to write copy for a new fryer, and they all started frying everything in the office, and they were, like, deep-frying pencils and eating them. (laughs) There was this um, uh, guy um, who was doing the sound experiment um, that was having people send in sounds from all over the country, just sort of random things. Yeah. I think I shared this with you. Anyway, he was on NPR talking about this, and... Mm -hmm. He deep fried his microphone just to see what it would sound like. <laughs> like while it was recording? Yeah. Huh. Like he managed to get like a couple of seconds of the sound of it deep frying. <laughs> yeah. no, I think that would Those kids were trouble. We just walked by. Like the tuffs. Many donuts. All the food here just looks like... Well, it's food, well, I know it is, but it's just like... You feel like a slug looking at it. I can't imagine what happens after it, like, well, goes into your intestines and... There's a good chance you're <laughs> going to puke it up on one of the rocks. Probably. <laughs> you should reenact that scene from uh, The Sandlot. Get some chaw. Go on that ride over there where it just spins you around. That's like the only job of the ride is just to get you, like, sick. Uh, there's one of those music expresses, <laughs> but they're not playing like Amadeus or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, one of the, you know, it's the carnival oh, trope, the music express where you get on and just like Sorry. you get in a car and it takes you around a big revolving wheel. Oh, yeah. Dixie Outfitters. Is there any ride that you want to ride? Ferris wheel. 
Huh? Ferris. Oh, you do want to ride the Ferris wheel. Okay. It looks like the safest one. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as we don't do any of the other rides that go in, like, circles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, high. Yeah, sure. Is that a blood mobile? Give blood. A what? A blood mobile. Approaching the Music Express. I just burped. I hope your microphone didn't. No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> what? Where are we going? Through there. Huh? It's like a pavilion. Thanks, baby. Hey, a flying Dutchman. Oh boy. Um, no, that, it's something like that, yeah, the Take This Waltz. Yeah. But in that movie, you're like, a, she was in a car, it's kind of like a teacups ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, that's like the best scene in that movie, though. Yeah. All right. So. That's cool. Tickets You want to ride that? The Himalaya? Maybe, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, what is the Starship ride? It looks like you just walk into this big, uh, you know, cone and it just spins you around and around. Huh? One of these rides before. The one where it stands up and it just spins you around. Well, yeah, no, that's actually, um, a couple of weeks ago on the show, I was actually talking about this ride because there was a very, there was an incident I remember from middle school. The fair that we had at my middle school had one of these rides and this... This friend of mine tried to spit to, at someone across from him, and the spit came back and just clobbered him in the face. <laughs> His name was Bucky. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the whole purpose of riding that ride is so you can try to spit on people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of course. But it never works because gravity is against you. The Sea Ray. Oh, no, yeah, the, uh, the I used to call that, I don't know, it's always called something different, but I think uh, the first one I wrote was called the Windbreaker. Yeah. The Sizzler is what it's called here. It's like the, the that's the. And then they go up higher. Yeah. No, they don't go up higher, I don't think. They just stay there and they stay grounded. Oh, do they? It's on hydraulics? Yeah. Let's see. I don't think it does. I no. I think it just stays stationary. Let's we'll see if the spinning. 
windbreaker, sizzler, teacups type ride rises up. Oh, look at that. There's a, an animal to take a picture oh. with. It's like a wolf. That is the indoor one. That's huh? going to be like um, What is it? Yeah, I know. I know. And it just spins around a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it lifts up. I do like how there's just a on-off switch yeah. down there. I <laughs> know. It's really that simple. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a ride that uh, the first time I rode it was at uh, Lake Winnipesoka in uh, Tennessee. And Melissa and I, uh, we, my Aunt Kay took us to the fair, and we rode this thing over and over and over again. And eventually it made Melissa sick. Yeah, I did. Well, here's six. So if we did the 25 for 25. Yeah. Um, it's six tickets total for us to ride the Ferris wheel. Okay. Six tickets total to ride this. So that's 12. Yeah. Um, if we wanted to do the indoor kid ride, uh -huh. that would be another eight tickets. Eight tickets, yeah. So we would end up having like five tickets left. So that yeah. would be three rides. Yeah, no, for $25. <laughs> yeah. Is it worth it, do you think? I really kind of just want to ride the Ferris wheel, quite know, honestly, because, yeah, I want to eat something, too. And, uh, I don't know. We need a dollar extra for the Ferris wheel. I actually have six dollars cash. Well, it's... I can just go, I can just go to... The tickets aren't a dollar a piece. They are... Oh, yeah, that's right. A dollar twenty-five a piece yeah. or something. useful to get cash out of the ATM because then yeah. like, if we run into any other situation where we need cash. Yeah, of course. I should have gotten cash before I left Birmingham. I, I, it's so stupid because there's no Regions banks over here. I was stupid too because I like didn't even think about grabbing money out of the Paradise Falls jar. So stupid. <laughs> Surf Shack. What's that? Yeah, this is just one of those rides where you get in, you strap in, and it just uh, kind of takes you round and round. And yeah, four tickets. That's something you want to do. I don't know. It looks like a spaceship. <laughs> it does, because uh, it's called the Starship 2000. We're still using 2000, which means that this ride is probably about 15 years old. <laughs> I like that how, like... Carney rides have not updated themselves no. since like the 1960s. Like they've just looked exactly. Well, I wouldn't say 60s. I would say maybe 70s. early 90s. 90s. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I bet this used to be like. <laughs> yeah. Starship 1999, and then they changed the numbers. Well, on. everything was 2000 back in like the mid to late 90s. Yeah. You know. Remember Conan O'Brien used to do. In the year 2000. Well, yeah, let's go. Let's go get some tickets. And, uh, yeah. Okay, there's the teacups. Uh, hmm. Yeah. This don't look like any grand a spectacle as you might find in Disney World. that go, like, less than a mile an hour. <laughs> the big 
climb into the teddy bear's tummy. I'm really impressed, though, by this little carnival in this small town. This is really cool. Oh, sorry. Ah! Need to pay attention. I was recording and walking. You can go get some tickets. All right. Is a uh, kind of a staple of the carnival that we just passed. Which was? The uh, reluctant, angry dad carrying around all the tacky crap that the kids have won, or that he won for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had there's like a plastic inflatable hammer over there that just says hammered on the side. It's a great thing to give your kid. <laughs> surf shop. Yeah. Pray for surf. Yeah. On top of the uh, Ferris wheel. We can see all of Jasper from up here. We can. It's pretty bear. We can see the carnival. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's twilight. What? It's twilight. It's like getting oh, dark. God. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time to ride the carnival. I mean, ride the carnival. Ride the Ferris wheel. Let's ride the whole carnival now. <laughs> I don't like that creaking sound. <laughs> that scene in 1941 where the Ferris wheel uh, rolls off into the ocean. What? Face painting. No. Uh oh, are we stopping at the top? <gasps> oh, look at this. Wow. Oh my god. It's really creepy. We're high up there. We're at the highest point in the fair right now. Oh, sorry. I can't hey, really but take our picture taken. Is that I keep missing me. <laughs> oh. That's okay. Spending this wonderful moment trying to document it. What's the matter with us? making sure I haven't missed my text. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're in the middle of a crisis right now. <laughs> so, what do you do during a crisis? Do you ride the Ferris Yeah, no, it's kind of relaxing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a vacation unless something goes wrong. That's true. And if we knock it out in the first night, and then maybe that means the rest is going to be or maybe it's just a harbinger of things to come. Oh, thank you, Michael. <laughs> Debbie Downer here. 
It's weird, the word nursing is uh, chalked into the asphalt over there. Nursing for some reason. Instead, we're looking out over a cow pasture. Like we really are. It's yeah. I gotta wild. find someone to eat, or I'm gonna die. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's over. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. That guy had headphones in just now. What? He had headphones in just now while he was working the ride. You think he was listening to my show? <laughs> of course. He's like, oh, I gotta meet this guy sometime. <laughs> I'm right here. Isn't that funny that like anybody in the world can actually listen to my show? Anybody in the world can listen to my show if they have internet access. President Barack Obama can listen to my show. Oh, he's very funny. It's a good show. <laughs> All right. So how many tickets we got left? What do we got, like um, 24 tickets left? always my favorite inexplicable attraction is like yeah. we just build a really big slide <laughs> <laughs> and it's just called the fun slide <laughs> so yeah i made i made the observation that um you can buy the tickets in 24 the terminator yeah the terminator uh, shoot em gallery but i made the observation that's not the terminator i know wait a second it's a Terminator shooting gallery, well, but uh, like evil Wally. Yeah, it's not. It is. It's Wally with like lasers shooting out of its eyes. But yeah, the observation I made though is that you can buy ride tickets for the ride, for the rides, in sleeves of twenty-four. But all the rides take an odd number of tickets. Yeah. So they're trying to keep you buying more tickets so you can even out your rides. So you're probably going to go home with, like, one ticket left. Well, that's the way it always works. Yeah. Although, here's the good thing. Look at this. The King Circus takes exactly one ticket. So, like, that's the last thing you do before you leave the park, leave the carnival. What do you think the uh, King Circus is? You think you... I think you just walk through, like... Let's go go into it. Okay. Okay, we're going to go in the King Circus. It's kind of... I thought it was a haunted house kind of at first. No, this one's for kids. It looks literally like all you do is just kind of walk. What do you do? Okay, so you walk into the car, into the train car. How you doing? Thanks. And we're walking into the King Circus now. Oh, there's one of those fun mirrors. Whoa, I'm really tall. Oh. Oh my gosh! Is that part of the ride where you is that supposed to that bridge supposed to be broken? Ow! Now we're getting punched by a bunch of bags. Those girls seem to be having a lot of ironic fun. 
All right, now we're walking through a bunch of uh, poles with uh, metal metal poles with uh, cushions around them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at that clown. And now we're walking through a subway station turnstile. There you go. Oh. It's really scary. There's just like a clown's head. Uh, severed head sitting behind a pane of glass. And now we're walking through. This is actually kind of a fun... For one ticket, this isn't bad. It's kind of like that last X-Men movie for like one dollar. It wasn't that bad. So. Oh, yeah. Another subway turnstile that she's... Alright. And you can get on it spin around. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I'm almost done. Hold on. Okay, I'm done. You can have it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right, well, that wasn't that bad, actually. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, whoa. Woo. I was just worried that scary clown was going to pop up. I know. I, I mean... I kept on waiting for it to uh, light up and scare me. That, that's the one thing that this carnival's missing. It's missing a fun house, like a haunted house. Scary dark ride. I know. I mean, of course, putting one decent dark ride together probably costs more than this whole carnival cost to set up. Yeah, so. True. All right, so we spent six tickets on. The uh, Scrambler Sizzler ride. We spent six tickets on the Ferris wheel, two tickets on the circus. So we have ten tickets left. Okay. Four, eight, ten, eleven. Okay. We have eleven. Oh, eleven. One ticket left. Oh, yeah. How did I do the math wrong on that? Fourteen plus. Wait. Six and six is twelve. Plus two is fourteen. But yeah, we should only have ten. Hmm, that's weird. Well, those were only two. I mean, those were one apiece. Yeah, I know. Uh, so six. Six. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, that's eleven. So we should have eleven left. Twenty-five minus fourteen is eleven. No, oh, oh, I thought, for some reason, I thought we got 24 tickets. 25. Oh, 25. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was about to say. Shit. Okay. So, yeah, we have 11. All right. Well, that's cool. It's, like, getting dark here. Like, all the lights are on. That's neat. I like it. Um. <laughs> well, there's plenty of bathrooms around. Uh, um. <laughs> Shouldn't have had all that lemonade when we first got here. I told you. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> it was worth it, Michael. We need to go someplace on some ride that's going to scare it right out of you. Why? Something <laughs> like the merry-go-round. Um, if we go on the 
plus the Surf Shack ride. We're going to go on the Amadeus ride. That'll be eight tickets right there. We're going to go on the Music Express. Well, then we'd be left with three tickets. We'll be left with three tickets. Four tickets, right. Why can't I do math? Eight plus three is 11. Yeah, okay, so I did it right. Well, yeah, so that basically means that we'll only have one ride left that we can do. Yeah. Um, the Flying Dutchman just looks like... I don't know. That, that's the one where you sit in a big train car and it takes you all the way up and then it floats and then it brings you all the way back down. Oh, the pirate ride. Yeah. I haven't seen it go all the way around yet, though. No, not that one. Oh, you're talking about yeah, the I'm talking about the Flying Dutchman, not the not the pirate oh, ship. Yeah. Um, that one looks like kind of a headache. I don't know. I don't like my stomach stinking, sinking, sinking that much. <laughs> Shut up. How much is the big slide? Let's go see how much the fun big fun. So I was saying, if that's one ticket, you know, that's just some kind of fun thing we can do for. I kind of feel like we're putting way too much thought into this. I know. The point of the tickets is to get rid of them fast. Yeah, I know. One of a, if we do the Music Express, yeah. then we'll one of us can do the Ferris wheel <laughs> while the other goes to the bathroom. How's that? You just want to do the Ferris wheel again. <laughs> I kind of do. Well, the first time we were around, I spent half the time scrambling for my headphones. So. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, we're going over to like the uh, expo area. Yeah, it's a place where you can buy some American and Confederate flags. <laughs> Honor your heritage. Maybe you shouldn't make fun of that in this crowd. Some of these guys, they can hurt me. Well, well, well. Hey, let's just ride the uh, Music Express and get this over with. <laughs> just used an outhouse which uh, I haven't done since summer camp 20 something years ago it's uh, not bad as long as you don't see what you're peeing into um, <laughs> it's about 8 o'clock in the morning right now and uh, we're at the Anoda campgrounds um, near the towns of Helen and Hiawassee, Georgia. 
and uh, it was uh, it's it's nice. It's uh, kind of one of these impromptu community campgrounds that just sprouts up over a busy holiday weekend, you know, and uh, it's very crowded. You know, but it, it's peaceful. It's uh, everybody seems to be obeying the rules. Uh, nobody's really loud and obnoxious. Uh, the The worst part is when we pulled in late yesterday afternoon, and uh, we were surrounded by, you know, people at different campsites uh, <laughs> blasting loud, obnoxious country music. Uh, out of their pickup trucks and uh not really considering the fact that uh some people don't appreciate that twangy whiny horrible uh <laughs> repetitive music but uh you know <laughs> we were uh, at the same time so consumed with uh putting up the campsite and uh just getting settled in that it didn't really bother us that much um i uh felt a little paranoid uh because i we were uh i bought an air mattress for jessica for this trip and uh i had never bought an air mattress before and i just assumed you know pretty easy to set up you just get an air compressor which i had and uh you know, you just plug it into the valve and flip the switch and voila, it's, you know, it's toast. And uh, it didn't really quite work that way. And uh, we had to go through like a series of valve fittings to get the right fitting. And <laughs> it just kind of turned into a big mess that took us about 15 minutes to figure out. And meanwhile, I've kind of got like these people... <laughs> on either side of us, you know, because every time you turn on the air compressor, it just makes this like, you know, like this really loud, uh, obnoxious sound. So I was definitely drawing the attention. We were definitely drawing the attention of kind of some of the guys around us at different campsites. And, you know, at one point I looked over and they were just kind of laughing at us <laughs> as if to say that dummy doesn't know how to blow up an air mattress. <laughs> and, um, I started getting like just really kind of anxious and uh, paranoid about it. You know, kind of that in that way that, you know, you just want to say to them, you know, excuse me, I've never blown up an air mattress before. When I go camping, I camp like a man, you know. <laughs> I, I sleep on the ground. I don't even use a one of those air pads, you know, I use a rock as my pillow, and, uh, uh that, the, the first summer that, uh, Jessica and I were dating, we went camping on the beach in Pensacola, and, uh, forgot a rain fly, and, uh, yeah, and it decided, it, it was, you know, we, when we went to bed last night, it was, like, clear skies, and then that night it decided to, uh, just monsoon and our tent ended up flooding and in the morning when we were trying to put it up we had all these people you know in their rvs surrounding us laughing at us 
like I'm I'm not kidding you like just openly laughing at us nobody offering to come over and just help or <laughs> see what the problem was just kind of treating us as their morning entertainment while they sat under their canopies in the drizzling rain drinking their coffee and uh it's just like you know guys what you're doing right now isn't really camping you're sitting in a mobile house right now with all the amenities of home and uh you know we're actually camping like men we have uh we have nothing you know we didn't even bring in a rain fly to protect ourselves from the rain and um <laughs> it reminded me of that so but we got the air mattress blown up and all of it was okay so but uh finishing up the cigar from last night yeah we stopped uh, along the way in this little town of uh, Blue Ridge Georgia and got some lunch and I found a little cigar shop and got this Alec Bradley cigar which I've never had it's an American sun grown it's not bad But I would uh, definitely say, you know, this this trip has been pretty cool. Um, the one disappointing aspect is, you know, uh, I wanted to, I know I shouldn't complain. I mean, it's such a luxury to just be able to, uh, you know, afford it and have the time to come on just a, a weekend trip. There's a kid over there fishing in a pond. And, you know, it's it's just very, you know, nice that you're able to do something like that. But at the same time, of course, life is fraught with problems and human beings are very, you know, keen on picking up on them. Good morning. So, I mean, what are, what are you going to do but talk about them? <laughs> If you don't talk about your problems, then they're just going to get bottled up and explode. So, um, but yeah, the one problem that I've had with this trip is, uh, you know, we wanted to get in the car and kind of come on a tour of, uh, rural Georgia, you know, just, uh, see a lot of small towns and see some things off the beaten path. And, that was really nice. I was very pleased that we were only on the interstate for a short while before we got off off and we went through a lot of back roads to get where we're going and you know we haven't been on the interstate since uh you know about i don't know twelve one thirty on Friday afternoon and uh But the sad thing is, is that a lot of the uh, towns that we've been passing in North Georgia are very touristy, you know, because they're quaint and because they're small town. Um, They're really like Gatlinburg, miniature versions of Gatlinburg. 
um, these places that have like one main street and on that main street are just souvenir shops, uh, sweet shops, fudge gourmets. And, uh, it, it overall, I mean, that, that's just a little disappointing to me. <laughs> uh, last night when we got in and we got that, uh, air mattress blown up and the tent set up and everything else, um, you know, we went, we went to, uh, the nearby town of Helen, Georgia, you know, we, we thought it'd be nice, you know, I'll take Jessica into town and get her a nice dinner for her birthday. And, uh, you know, we went, everything was totally okay. We were going over the mountain and then we came down into it and we started to hit buildings. All of a sudden there was like the worst traffic jam I have ever seen. I mean, it was, uh, epic. Um, it took us about an hour, um, to get a half a mile. I'm not kidding at all. I mean, there were points where we were just like, I, I would put it in park. It was just completely useless to, uh, have the car and drive. And, uh, and it was all because it was just a two lane road leading into Helen. And, uh, it stayed two lane for the entire time. You know, it's, it's honestly weird. Like in Gatlinburg, as gaudy and as touristy as it was, they still had like two lanes on either side and they kept the traffic flowing like pretty well. And uh, in Helen, it was really nothing like that. I mean, there they were like two stoplights in the entire town and uh, just traffic. I mean, as soon as I got into town and I saw a parking space, I took it because uh, in, we got out of our cars and walked down Main Street and all the traffic was still just jam-packed and just going in one direction the whole way <laughs> we would have never made it through that town if I hadn't gotten out and parked and uh, I think we parked in the restaurant parking lot like a restaurant parking lot that uh, we did we decided not to go to but uh, fortunately nobody got out and hassled us so morning um but yeah it was just uh Helen, Georgia was just a nightmare. It was honestly like, it took this trip and just sank it down so much. And again, I shouldn't complain. It is very nice just to be in this place you've never been in before. But, you know, a place like that, you've got, you know, not only tourists, you know, people who were just in town for a one weekend thing, but you've also got all of the local residents from, from probably about a 50 mile radius just storming that town and going to its like steak and seafood restaurants and <laughs> going to its like Christmas shops <laughs> for Christmas in July. And uh, it's just, and, uh, what makes it even worse is that, you know, and I always hate to judge, <laughs> but they're just like redneck zombies. They, they're just like, they have no purpose. <laughs> Uh, just from looking at them and just walking around and, you know, <laughs> um, again, I, I just, uh, like, I don't want to be that. I kept on telling myself, you know, last night as I sank further and further into just misery, walking around these people and trying to like maneuver my way because like they weren't moving a lot of them. They would just like walk a few feet on the sidewalk. You would be walking behind them and they just stop because their eyes would be alerted to something you know, gross and eye-catching and neon and 
they would just stop and stare, you know. It's like uh, <laughs> just utterly, utterly like, dude, you're you're alive right now. You have people relying on you to move so that you don't so that they don't bump into you. Move ahead. And <sighs> and I, I just kept on telling myself, like, don't be that guy who is miserable because other people are there. You know, just these people are not judging you. They don't care about you. They're not making any remarks about you in their brains about how stupid and slow you are. So don't do that to them. But I couldn't help it. It was just, um, I just couldn't help but be that guy. I mean, these people just were walking around like just nimwits with like spiders in their brain. They had they had this very vague notion that they were alive at that moment and that they had legs that could walk in a waddle and they were so freaking just grossly overweight eating these like disgusting funnel cakes and (laughs) I mean just it was it was honestly like just the living dead in this town just wearing these disgusting UFC tap-out t-shirts and <laughs> um, absolute trailer trash. I, I mean, it. I don't, I don't... I really do not mean to judge or be harsh on these people because they're just people like I am. They have wants and desires and they want to be loved. Um, but it's just so hard to love people like this when they're just all storming the same area that you are and... They're all just moving at a snail's pace around, and they're just not conscious of other people around them, and just the way they talk, this just gutter accent, you know. And they can't keep a hold of any of their kids. Their kids are all running around and into the street and just blithely, like, across crosswalks, and they're all running after them, going like, Danny, Danny, come back here. Come back. You, You listen to your daddy. Oh, God. (laughs) It's even worse because, like, they're all racist. You know, we were walking down the street, and the point where I was just, like, I was fed up with it was when some shirtless guy behind the wheel of a Jeep with no doors just flew by us, like, on the side of the street that didn't have any traffic on it at like 60 miles an hour and just screamed at the top of the lungs, I hate all Asians. And um, this is just in this mountain town, this very small little mountain retreat town. It's kind of made up to look like a Swiss alpine village. It's very quaint. um, But at the same time, you just, you know... And, you know, the sad thing about it is is that this was part of the trip I was actually really looking forward to. I mean, I realized it was going to be touristy, and it's a 4th of July weekend holiday, you know, and I I totally understand that. Um, On the website, you know, before I left Birmingham, it it just, I don't know, it had a picture of just a little horse, you know, and in the background was photoshopped a, you know, little alpine house, and... So I got a little excited about that. I was like, okay, that might be nice a nice place to take Jessica for dinner on, you know, Saturday night. Um, you know, what they didn't put in was, like, just that redneck guy into that photograph with, like, a cartoon bubble 
<laughs> you know, like a dialogue bubble coming out of his mouth that said, I hate all Asians. Yeah, that, that would have been a little bit more descriptive of what the town was like last night, so. <laughs> yeah, la- last night, it, it took a lot of work to not be negative. Um, it, it, you know, from the minute we got into this campground, as a matter of fact, we walked into the lodge where you register, and, you know, I I saw uh, on... There's like when you walk when you pull into the campground there is a um you know there's a little security desk and uh like a little booth and there's a sign on the front door that says ask about our breakfast you know served every morning at uh, 10 a.m. So I thought okay that might actually be nice because we are a little isolated out here you know it's about 15 miles to the nearest town and um I I had just realized that I forgot my Coleman camping stove, and I'm really disappointed because I can't make coffee, you know, that way. And so, um, and I thought maybe it might be nice to get up and you know walk over to the lodge and get some breakfast and you know start the day out right, you know. So, um, and um. I I walked up to the front desk, you know, at the lodge to sign in, and I first thing I asked the guy was, "Hey, I noticed that you guys serve uh, breakfast every morning," and he just kind of didn't even look up to me and just said, "No, there is no breakfast." Like completely computer generated, calculated, uh, cold, like not even thinking about the fact that they're advertising breakfast on the front booth and. So I didn't really pursue it further. I was like, okay, this guy kind of doesn't really want me here. Um, (laughs) And as we were signing in, you know, this woman came in behind us, like this other camper, and she had, she walked up to the other, you know, girl who was working the the, uh, front desk and said, I have a complaint. And she, I was trying not to pay attention to her because I was too busy kind of checking in and doing my whole thing. But it seems as if, uh, you know, some other campers had, like, pulled up next to her, and they had three cars uh, with them, and they were blocking her space, and they weren't allowing her to pull her car up to her campsite, and she was, you know, like, a woman of ethnicity. I guess she was, like, Hispanic, and she said that they had made some kind of passing racist remark toward her, and (laughs) it was just, like, what is this place, (laughs) you know? It's aggravating, you know, when you go camping, but it really is just like staying in any kind of resort hotel um, at a place like this where the tourism industry thrives on camping and getting away from it all. And all it really is is just the same old shit, you know, just up in the mountains. And you, it really is, uh, I would say it's definitely, um, I don't know, what's a what's a good word for it? It's almost like, you know, it's described as primitive, where you bring your own tent, and um, you bring your own cookery, and, you know, you have to just supply everything. Um, in addition to that, you have to supply your own positivity. It's not guaranteed to you, I guess, you know. Everybody else is going to be in their own bad moods, and they're going to be, you know, you're supposed to leave all that shit behind, you know, when you come out to a place like this. You know, your bad attitudes and your complaints and just, you know, kind of let it be. You know, let other people be who they are and uh, you just be what you are and just sit by a stream, you know, like I'm sitting right now and just listening, listen to the babbling brook, you know. But it's, uh, it's, 
it was really tough last night. I had like this great challenge to just kind of get over my negativity of just all these bad experiences kind of colliding all at once. You know, staying at the bed and breakfast was just a really positive experience. I really enjoyed that whole thing. It was like, uh, you know, yesterday we didn't get out until about one thirty because we found ourselves just kind of in this dialogue with all the other boarders who were there, just all these other people. You know, there was this really nice family from Atlanta, um, this young couple from outside of Atlanta, you know, these, these this other couple from uh, who had driven down from Chicago and... We just ended up talking to each of them, you know, for about 20, 30 minutes at a time. And, um, you know, the highway was nearby, so there were the traffic sounds. But, I mean, we didn't really pay attention to those. And, you know, we just sat on the back porch looking out at this, like, beautiful pasture where there were all these, like, horses and cows grazing. And it was um, just no negativity at all. But, you know, then we came to this place, which is just a lot more touristy and... You know, it really is just like a hotel without walls. You know, there there are people, there's campers, on, you know, 15 feet on either side of us. And, um, you know, so it was, um, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's as nice, but, you know, we eventually settled down last night when we got from Helen, you know, which took us about an hour and a half to get into and, you know, maybe only about 35 minutes to get out of because traffic was going the other way. Um, you know, we got in and we ended up, you know, setting up a campfire and, um, which Jessica has always been a lot better at doing campfires than I am. It takes kind of a lot of patience, especially like we had, I bought a bundle of firewood and, you know, cause they won't let you collect your own wood from around here cause it's a nature preserve and they want you to leave no trace. But nevertheless, you know, whenever you build a fire, you have to like get tinder and stuff and, all the tinder I collected was just like wet, um, you know, and because we were camping under a tree and, you know, the ground doesn't dry as fast. And I'm guessing it had probably rained here pretty hard, you know, earlier this week. Um, but, yeah, Jessica, you know, and, and, you know, and I went off. We found some dry tinder and we just kind of set up the fire and it took a few minutes to catch, but it ended up, uh, you know, going pretty well. It burned for about three hours last night. It was still smoldering by the time we ended up uh, turning in and going to bed. So, really wasn't that bad. I mean, you know, uh, it, it had its negativity, but I, I worked very, very hard last night. I, I, I got to say, uh, not to not to toot my own horn, but I... Uh, I worked very hard last night at trying to maintain a positive attitude, at least for Jessica. And, you know, I didn't want to go home, you know, bitter um, at this whole experience. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it, as touristy as this place is, as gaudy as it is, you know, we're still up in the mountains and uh, the campsite is is still promising most of what it promised, you know, or it's still exhibiting most of what it promised on the website, you know, so it's, you know, I could ask for worse, I could. We're trying to figure out what to do today. I think we know that we're not going to go into Helen. I think that's one thing, because we were, um, we wanted to go tubing down the river today, which you have to do in Helen. Um, and we saw that last night, and it looked nice, but, um, you know, I don't know if we're going to want to endure the same experience of just traffic that we had to last night. 
Um, but nearby is the town of Hiawassee, which is also supposed to be a little touristy, but it's also a little bit more uh, not so, I guess. Um, it's a big hiking community, like the Appalachian Trail passes right through there. Um, it's actually one of the towns that was talked about in my favorite book, A Walk in the Woods, the Bill Bryson book. You know, they stop there and have lunch at the Hiawassee Inn. So I kind of think um, we may go there today if there's anything fun to do in that town, um, at least to eat, I guess. So, um, But actually, uh, from this campground, I read that you can walk to the Appalachian Trail, so I kind of wanted to walk up there. And There's also some waterfalls you can check out, so... Um, but yeah, positivity, you just gotta like, you know, just put all that touristy shit out of your mind and just, you know, provide your own, (laughs) provide your own high, your own buzz, I guess. I'm gonna finish this cigar. (laughs) Alright, I'll see you later.